To Corona or not to Corona? Not to Corona. But Corona. It depends on huh? what Corona we talking about. Hey, <laughs> guess what? Republicans want to give you your money. <laughs> no. I don't know how that works. No. It's someone else's. Stimulus. Uh, trillions. Come on now. We're socialists. Yep. In the bullpen with Mark Dewey. <laughs> Just saying that. That's oh, going to be great. He's got the shiver. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politics. Good to be with you on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. I got Pastor Toby. I got Chalk Knox. I got hey. I got the water boy. I'm here. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> you got him? Yeah. You got him? I got him. I got him. Hey, you guys. If you're at home, you're quarantined, log into your club portal. We have all oh. sorts of fantastic content. <laughs> it's huge. Okay, it's fantastic. It's can, the can, best. Can yeah. we say what we're going to be doing this next week? Can we just drop that? Yeah. Okay, we're going to we be doing? dropping content every day. Oh, next yeah. week. every day. Uh, we, we, Tuesday we, with Dr. Larry Stevenson. Okay, yeah. We uh, got, yep, that's Wednesday right. with Ron Paul. <laughs> Did you just say <laughs> I just, that? I just dropped uh, it. Message? I just dropped it. Ron Paul, Ron Paul on going to be on the show. Uh, Does he know? Thursday, I don't know. He knows. He knows. <laughs> okay. His people know. His people know. Thursday, I don't know what. Friday, who do we got? Well, well don't forget, we got um, uh, Dr. Mike Lawyer. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. So I sat down for about two hours with Dr. Mike Lawyer. He's our <laughs> pastor of counseling. Did you uh, we, Did you get all undepressed? I got. I, I wasn't depressed. But he uh, did get but, fixed. But he did fix me. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. What about your schizophrenia? Did but, they fix that? <laughs> yeah, my bipolar. <laughs> what, what all did you guys talk about? You guys talked about depression. You guys anger, talked about anger. PTSD, guys... ADD, ADHD. Yeah, child uh, Eating disorders. Yeah. Um, we just walked through it. It's, it's just, yeah. Basically, we kind of packaged it. We have a nice intro on what this, Christian this, counseling is. This is going into the this club This is portal? all going into the club this portal. Club We're going to have something every day. You're going to be talking to... I'm talking to Pastor Doug and his wife, Nancy, this afternoon. You and your wife are going to be my wife. And we're yes. going to talk about parenting and family culture. I love um, that. You know, since you're all kind of huddled together, maybe hey, a little hey, closer these days. Hey, could what we do is Doug and Nancy there, Toby and Jenny here, and me here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you show up at 9 o'clock. <laughs> that, that recording starts at 9. Yeah, that, you show up at 9. We'll all be here, sure, yeah. And hey, then, this yeah. is brought to you by Classical Conversations. Classical Conversations believes that parents – are the best teachers for their children, along with the rest of America, apparently now. <laughs> Classical Conversations is committed to helping families homeschool successfully all the way through high school. The program offers community in person and online. These days, more online. Nice. Encouragement and fellowship, accountability and support from like-minded parents, mm. downloadable resources, online forums, video tutorials, tried and trusted learning framework with recommended assignments, and there's trained parent tutors uh. that, that like walk alongside you and give you encouragement yeah. and show you how to do it. Share the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families, virtually. <laughs> Social distancing. Classical conversations, families thrive using these three keys to a great education. Classical, Christian, and community. Yeah. And they got a big announcement on March 28th. Are we going to help them release that announcement? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. It's we coming have... up March 28th? Yeah. Okay. March 28th. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm excited. That. I'm excited. What do you say the Americans were scared, though? I guess nearly 200 dead, 14,000 who were sick, millions, as you witnessed, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. The American people are looking for answers, and they're looking for hope. And you're doing sensationalism, and uh, the same with NBC and Comcast. I don't call it. I don't call it Comcast. I call it Comcast. Let me just have for whom you work. Con- I'm using cast. That's really bad reporting. And you ought to get back to reporting instead of sensationalism. Let's Ooh. see if it works. It might, and it might not. 
I happen to feel good about it, but who knows? I've been right a lot. Let's see what happens, John. You should be ashamed of yourself. You see Pence behind it. Pence is like, eyes forward. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't look. Oh, everybody was trained because everybody's face is like, we know what to do. Don't look at, don't look at the guy. Don't hold look at him. He's, he's doing the Trump. Hold the line, guys. Hold, hold the line. line. Was that a sensationalist question? Um, that's a good. Question. I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is one of those things. Like, this is, you know, if this is a. If there's history between this, these two, there could, yeah, there could maybe be. He, he was kind of worked up about Comcast. Uh, right. So I don't know. There's something there. Um, but I think at the very least, he was like, I'm going to use this. Yeah. And what I want to talk about is y'all. You know, the problem with sensationalism. Yeah, and yes. I want to give people real news, facts, yep. and I want to give them hope. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if there was a punch, you know, what, if the punch there was was. I think you're right. I think he did. Necessary, yeah, but, I think you're right. But it was like, hey, this is a soft pitch. I can, I can hit this. That's, I think you nailed. It. And was that a shout out to Mark, uh, yeah. to Mark Dewey? You no, know, Mark Dewey. If Mark Dewey were here, yeah. he'd be like, hey, let me, let me break down for you the pitcher and the batter going on right here. That's exactly what happened. That's what happened. It's like you got this guy stepping up to the plate, and, yes. and, and Trump just threw it high and inside. Yeah, yeah. And said, back up off that plate. And I, I, I thought it was a great turn on how he reframed what the American people are and what they want. Yeah. I thought that was. They Want rhetorically news, brilliant and they want hope that's right um but this is this goes right into the whole i mean the pro, i mean guys one of the biggest there, there are there are at least two viruses going viral there are yeah, at least right. two yeah. mm-hmm. one of them is the covid-19 right yeah. mm-hmm. the other one is the panic 2020 Right. That's right. That's exactly. Which right. one's more deadly is the question. And well, we, we don't know. Well, right yet. now, I think the Panic Twenty Twenty is more deadly. We've it's, we've had I think two or three club members already cancel because of the economic challenges yeah. that have, that have but, happened. But this in the is last like weeks. this. I mean, as, the stock market has lost thirty percent. Heartbreaking you know? as that is. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, we're praying for you. Nothing, nothing compared to the people that are being laid off. Yep. The the contracts that are being canceled. Yeah. Um, people that the work that's not being done. Yeah. Right now, and why? Because. Um, you, it, it's it, the panic is it doesn't match the data. Right. That, that's the that's the problem right now. We we have a yeah. It's not saying we don't actually have a problem. We have a problem, but the way we're yeah. responding to no, it it's, it's, is superseding uh, the problem itself. No, it, this this is yeah. This is like a uh, you know taking a baseball bat to an ant. Right. Yeah. At least at this yeah, point in, in your mama's china room. Yeah. Right, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like and again, I, I'm not saying that if it was a spider, I say I'm not burn it saying down. That there's nothing to worry about. I'm not saying you shouldn't wash your hands. I'm not saying that you know, some people need to stay home. Sure. Absolutely. Well, and, and New York City hospitals are overflowing right now. But partially because of panic. Yeah. yeah. Because people, like, there's, you know, there's if real, you there's, cough, there's, if there's, you cough anywhere right yeah. now, you cough, you cough. <coughs> I got to go to the hospital. Yeah. I just, I mean, well, well I seven, seven people just shut off the podcast because they got scared. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, they think they're going to get the coronavirus. This is a family show. <laughs> this is a family show. You know? What are you trying to do? Yeah. But that's what happened. Is yeah, because the panic and somebody coughs, somebody clears their throat. Yeah, and they go, "I gotta get, te- I gotta get tested." Yeah, I gotta get tested right now. And so they're in the hospital. They're going down there, and so we don't know who is actually in danger, who's not in danger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You just came from China, okay? Well, they're finding out more and more you know? that, that what's happening is that this is actually not being spread from, from touch necessarily, but as much as from air, from air. just breathing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's and but, so, but the panic is is much of the problem, if not more of the problem. Yeah. Um, and this is why, you know, so California is now on lockdown. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Don't it, go out of your house. It's, uh, it's yeah. you know, you know, somebody pointed this out on the Fight Life Feast uh, Facebook page, but, you know, you know how, how come how come John MacArthur can tell Beth Moore to go home? Yeah. And the governor. Governor Newsom says go home, and everybody's like, okay, yeah. okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Do yes, that. Massa. Yeah. Well, and here's uh, Luke Jankovic pointed this out to me. Um, yeah. He said there's, what we've done is all these decisions are kind of 
based off perverse incentives. So mm. Governor Jay Inslee, Governor Newsom, they can make a decision to say to save everybody, to look like they're saving everybody, yeah. and say stay home, right. yeah. and he looks like a hero or looks right. like he's being a good governor. Right. But he doesn't have to face any of the ramifications right. for all the economic fallout right. of people right. losing their jobs from right. all this. Right. Well, because right. they're going to fix so, right. that. We're, we're, so you're we're, incentivized we're, to actually right. look like you're doing something right. about this. But, well, you're incentivized to say we have to do something right. about this. Exactly. And if this turns out to be nothing or very little in terms of how big it actually is, yeah. Yeah. the people – um, who who said we have to do all these extreme measures? We'll yeah. never have to. They, they Face will the never ramifications. Have answer. The, yeah. the, the answer will be well. If we didn't take these measures, it wouldn't. It would have been big. So that's why it's important. All this, and this is what I think we're trying to do. Is um, Doug said this um, at the elders meeting on on Thursday, and he said we're trying to pastor in both directions. Yeah, we're trying to pastor the people who have the coronavirus, or the people, or the older people who need to be. Or people who are actually vulnerable. There are people who are vulnerable, and they're also trying to pastor the direction of the economic direction where people are losing their jobs. Right. Yeah. You know, if all of a sudden, if you ran the calculations and said, okay, if my decision to shut down and tell everybody to stay in their houses, and I knew that that was going to be a $100 million loss and 50,000 job loss in my state, well, you need to start thinking that way so you make the calculations more in with wisdom than just saying, I'm going to be the savior of my state and tell everybody to stay home, and I look like the hero. And meanwhile, having made that order, they immediately summon up the genie of print more money. Right. Exactly. Because they right. have to. That's because exactly right. I just canceled everything, which will tank my economy. Yeah. So, uh, God well, fed. Well, here's the God problem. fed, send me money now. You yeah. can't act like God over here and not act like God over here. That's the Ooh. thing. You That's can't do thing. that. That's right, and, and, and what people are doing is acting like God with the data. That's right. They, they're, they're running models on the data that we don't – the data don't is incomplete. Know yet. We do not know. Yeah. And, and if the data – does in fact demonstrate a certain particular virulency, spreadability, yeah. mortality rate, then we make decisions based on that data. Otherwise, You're not off Chinese data and not off Italian data. We, we, yeah, 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 seriously. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, like, so yeah. we got a, you got an old socialist country in Italy. Yeah. You got a, uh, you know, you got a bunch of, um, uh, Taliban's in, in, in Iran. Iran. Yeah. And you got yeah. communists in China. And yeah. everyone's basing their data and their projections off, off of those. Yeah, there's so many things countries. that are not one to one in but every don't situation. Worry. Don't worry. They're letting the inmates go. <laughs> oh, prison reform? Um, <laughs> kind of. Constitution? Okay. <laughs> Constitution? Uh, uh, kind of. Like, no, no, no. They just let them go. The, the inmates. How are they, how are they judging who to let go? Of? Oh, t- I don't know. Have, is the ammo still available? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's gone. I just want to. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, you, you know, how, you, you didn't see that all this. Everything is canceled in Moscow. Everything's canceled here. This okay. Weekend, except for the gun show. No, it got canceled. It did. What? It did. Oh, yeah. man. You know what? It Y'all did. let me down. I, I trusted in you. I know. I'm, you would have chosen one yeah. gun show. Seriously. But anyways. I want to put I want to put a little context just yeah. on, on some of the data here. Okay. Um, so oh, H1N1. Sure. Give us real facts. The H1N1 was our last kind of pandemic. Okay. And it happened basically. So this data is going from April 2009. Is that the bird flu thing? To March. H1N1. 2010. I just know it as H1N1. Okay. It might have been. I don't know. I know. Okay. Uh, and they so they estimate because it's always estimation in this kind of data because some of the you, you, not everybody says not everybody goes to the hospital and gets tested so sure. they estimate right sure uh, so they estimate between forty three and eighty eight million had the virus between that year two thousand nine to two thousand ten April to March okay and then about th- four hundred thousand people were hospitalized due to the H one N one it's called the Spanish flu by the way I just looked it up oh okay well that's racist Spanish flu um, and then it's <laughs> cómo estás cómo estás amigo muy bien uh, and then it's Wrong estimated Spanish. that between about eight 
thousand to eighteen thousand people who had related deaths due to the H one N one Spanish flu. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and everything. So that right now, worldwide, we're about two hundred fifty thousand cases. Here in the U.S., by the time of this recording, we're probably going to be about between twenty to twenty-five thousand cases. Yeah. Uh, the deaths right now, I think, here in the U.S. are about twenty-five hundred. No. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. No. I don't think you got no, that right. I think it's. Like, oh, I think it's. Like no, like that's, two, that's, two, worldwide. that's worldwide. That's worldwide. It's like two hundred. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm so, sorry. I mean, we, it it could maybe double. I don't know. Maybe we. Maybe yeah, we yeah. have. Way off. Sorry about that. Maybe you have yeah. you know, four hundred. So in the we next got a, days. we got a couple hundred yeah. here in the U.S. and and t- north of twenty two hundred twenty three worldwide. Cases. Thank you. No, no, no. Two hundred twenty three worldwide, right? Two hundred twenty three no, America. cases in America. In America. Yeah. The, yes. it's, it's, we it's had over, three thousand over three thousand. Yeah, it's it's over a thousand in, in worldwide. Yeah, yeah. But but, right. um, but which so it's just for America. Yeah. So again, make distinctions. Uh, you know, the culture, um, healthcare system. Uh, all those kind of things. We got to make those distinctions. Yeah. So you the got age, world, the age of the population, you got the worldwide, the, world, the yeah, United States coronavirus meter here says from um, World Meter is sixteen thousand four hundred eighty-nine cases here yep. in America. That's as of, as of this recording, yeah. but as of we're releasing we're, this, it'll probably be about is, twenty twenty-five, which is just over one percent mortality rate. Right, right now we're at one and a half percent mortality yeah. rate right now, yeah. and the question will be: Is that going to increase or is that going to go down? Yeah. Right. Um, and again, part of what we don't know still is how many people have mild cases of it. Yeah, we haven't hit a baseline. If, if there's yet. an enormous number of people who have it who think they have a bad cold right. and they never go in and get tested, right. we, we, you know, that percentage that's not part of the data. We don't have at that least data. right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the only way to get that kind of data is if you have a, ran, a, a pretty large random sampling yeah. um, from the population. That's yeah. just normal statistics. That's, right. that's how you do this. Right. Um, the other thing is that you have um, the, uh, the, the fact that um, it, when it hit, it hit Seattle. Right, um, and it hit an, an old, old old folks' home. Yeah, it went through three of them. And it went through three of them in a row in Seattle. And they did an internal investigation and were able to actually trace out that you know there was some some balls were dropped and it was bad. Yeah, um, but it went through three old folks' homes in a row, which means that you already have a little bit of a skewed you know have a little right. Italy, a little yeah. Italy basically. Yeah, in right. Seattle right. when it yep. starts. That's right. Just to keep right. in mind. Yeah. Um, so there yeah, you who, go. Who are the most vulnerable? So shutting yeah. down the state of California, releasing prisoners. Yeah, uh, you know. But here's the thing: yeah, I want to get back to the prisoners real quick. I want to yeah, know who's yeah. getting released. Well, they're petty, they're petty criminals. It's it's it, they're they're those with you know. I think um, it's all lower charges. So it's not like it's not like mass murderers and rapists and stuff like that. It's not violent criminals. Oh, okay, as far as we know, right? But um, the, the concern, of course, is that you have a lot of people in a close quarters and they're spreading coronavirus. Right. And so, but no, notice again the. the Cost benefit analysis. Yeah. yeah, that's what's happening. Right. I mean, I mean, all the shutdown is doing a big cost benefit analysis and saying it's worth it. Yeah, and they're doing the same thing with the release of the inmates. Yeah, they're saying you know it's better to let these people go. Uh, they you know they were probably drug offenders, um, petty right. petty thief. People you know. who probably shouldn't have been in jail in the beginning anyway yeah. if they had to act doing biblically. restitution. Yeah, yeah, right. But <laughs> right. meanwhile, of course, in some of these states, if you have gatherings larger than 50 or gar- gatherings larger than 10 or you open your business and your business is deemed non-essential, uh, you will get fined and arrested. Yeah, that's right. Ah, between, that's New and, York and, and California. And the, right mayor, the mayor of New York said that. And then he turned around and said, and we aren't going to arrest petty theft. Right. So that's the question. It's like, so huh? wait, so if it, I operate my restaurant, I'll get arrested. But if someone breaks into my restaurant, restaurant. Yeah, they right. Would, there's and, not. Yeah. And yeah. In, I think in Philly, they actually instructed the police department, like, don't arrest people for these crimes. Hmm. If they're breaking in or they're just doing little, you know, little petty crime, you know, that kind of I thing. I wonder what they're incentivizing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. I just, right. I'm just right. wondering. Yeah, you, you can break in, you can do these petty crimes, you can sell drugs, whatever. Okay, so California, New York. But but if you hold a church service right. with over 50 people or over 10 They'll or whatever. They'll arrest you or whatever. Yeah. They might so, arrest yeah. you. They Pastors might. in those two places right now, yeah. San, I think especially San Francisco, California, New York, this is happening. Yeah. Well, we've um, had people texting us I know, asking, and asking us questions. Are, are you, you, you yeah. going to have church right. on Sunday? Yeah. Right. So I, I think you have, you have multiple dynamics going on, and I think – I think there's a it is it's actually a wisdom call. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think um, people's conscience should be bound. Um, number one, I do think that the civil magistrate has the right to protect people's safety, right, their health, and right. their life. And so my inclination all along has been to submit to the civil magistrate. The um, question is though, is this a, one of those safety issues? Because right, right. we well, do there's that, a difference between protecting and providing too in all this. Sure, right. Well, Where yeah. the socialists want to say the government has the right to provide health care. Yeah, but that's yeah, versus right, protecting. Right, right. right. Uh, I just want to make that distinction. Sure, sure, that's sure, sure, sure. But and so let's start though with the protection of life. Yeah. yeah. And and there, um, my inclination has been to submit to the magistrate. The issue, though, I do have a, a, a strong. Uh, a, a, I'm very concerned about the. But we'll arrest you and fine you. Yeah. If they're starting if, to say this is turning if, into something if, else. If you meet, if you right. meet anyways. Right. Um, I'm very concerned about that. At the same time, I would still say. Um, I would probably my counsel would generally be do everything you can to submit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you know a lot of you know a lot of churches are going to multiple services. Yeah. You know, um, doing online. Uh, sometimes it's it, the restriction. I think in California is still inside. So you, you know it's nice weather out there. You can have an outside service at a park. Yeah. Um, mm. I know there's mm. some people who are doing uh, special communion services that are actually outside in the parking lot. Right, um, uh-huh. and so people can come in and, and sort of in in. What if everybody gathers at the church? Yeah. You bring the speaker system outside. Yeah. They're in their cars. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? And yeah. you still have a so, service, you know, so a my, car church service. And, and, right. So my my thought though is is that like I I think there's reason to ex- honk your ex- horn ex- for ex- amen. <laughs> be a lot amen. of honking in my car. For real. <laughs> uh, but I mean, so I'm I'm inclined to still say like okay, like if the governor says it, like do what you can to right. submit to it. You have a lot of pushback, but <sighs> I'm but gonna I, submit. But I would also say that it would probably be worth it in some of these states where it's getting really extreme to probably pass to your people carefully through it. Yeah. Which mm. is to say, we are not relinquishing the authority that we have as a pastor. We're not relinquishing the jurisdiction of the church. That's yeah. right. Um, and um, and so and, and maybe putting out a statement and pastoring your people carefully through it and yeah. saying, you know, we we're not saying that this could happen. In, this could go on indefinitely. That yeah. The state has authority over. It. But here's the thing. If if there was an active shooter in your congregation and the police showed up, yeah. you wouldn't say, hold on, we need to have an elder vote first. Yeah. Well, actually, in most churches that I know, the police would show up to take the dead body out who the who the members killed. Yeah. And so I hopefully, say, I say, hopefully, right, yeah, hopefully. I, I, I'm saying that I'm saying that because I think in the same case, the pastors are closer to the situation than anybody right. else in the government. Right. right. And so while I think they be, should be submitting at the same time. They're the ones who need to make certain calls, when, especially when they see this is not a, a, a issue of obeying the government. It's a power grab for them at the exactly. same time. And that's the thing the Christians so, have to be aware of. And, and there's and right. you have to hold these things together. You have to right. recognize that. And in in our country, we have a bad, bad, bad habit of when there are crises, we give go- we give government more power, every yep. time. more authority, uh-huh. every, every time, every single think, time. Think yeah. of the Twin Towers, nine eleven, this happened, the Patriot Act. This happened during World War II, World War II, yeah. in significant yeah. ways. Yep. Um, and then post World War II, and in the Cold War. Well, and Woodrow and, Wilson tried to use World War One for this. Exactly, yeah. and 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 it's only gotten worse. And then after nine eleven, we had the Patriot Act. Uh-huh. It said basically the government can spy on you if they want to. Yeah. And we got the FISA courts. Yeah, that's which, how, yeah. Which, yeah. And and how'd that go? Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, yeah. Trump you know, turned out well for the Democrats, kind of yeah, right. Um, so there, there's a lot. 
there's a lot there that Christians need to hold together. Yeah, it's and, not just one thing. It's, it's not just a coronavirus. This is, this is what wisdom requires. Multiple. Is, yeah. is Come on now. Against against the government intrusion and overreach. Against right. panic. Against the actual virus. Yep. Um, and meanwhile, right. the government's trying to send you money. Right. Right. Yeah. And and it's and it's not. It, 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 and they need to recognize Christians need to think through this. Yeah. Um, not just send you money, but spend more of your money. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to be printing more money. Which is so, really wait. The first you remember the first stimulus package was for the coronavirus. That was eight point three. Yeah, billion. We're on the third now. now. What was the second one? The second one was uh, less. It was um, a couple, think. I think a few billion. Um, and it was again for like a paid leave. Oh, oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. it was two hundred fifty billion right. or something. Like that. And now yeah. we're yeah, and, and just just chunk of change. Just that's just. And now yeah. we're at one point three yeah. trillion. Yeah. yeah. The the second one was. Uh, uh, well, actually, it, when they passed it, it, it was three point five billion. So we had eight point three, three point five, and now we're at a one point three trillion for yeah. the last one that's being that, considered. And what the government's going to do is they're basically at at this point. I've heard that they're going to give each adult a thousand dollars and each kid in the household five hundred dollars. And so your household, you you can be pretty rich after this. Uh, but no. Mark Dewey's <laughs> going to be right. Mark Dewey's got the money. You know, actually, last time I looked at this, they passed the bill without actually having a final number. Oh, okay. And right. so they pa- it was serious? up of a trip. Which, yeah. which they might have something now. But my point is, check. why would you pass? You're just saying throw money at it. Right. And the thing is, is that we again we're we're, we're doing some trade offs here. Yes. Do cost pen- benefit analysis. Um, pump, pumping all this money in, um, you've got real danger of creating massive inflation. Which means that it, which is just a tax. Inflation is is it's this long term tax, and it, and it yeah. hurts it means, the poor and the elderly the, the worst. most. Exactly, yep. Yep. your money is worth less than yep. before because if you just print money, yep. real money is supposed to actually reflect real value of real work, um, goods or services. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. But if you just print money, if you just send money. Um, yep. It, it, it means all your money's worth less, yep. and that hurts the poor. It hurts the elderly. It hurts yep. the young. Forget coming back from this. It, it, exactly. Right. Like, and, seriously. And it's, you know, more debt. Um, you also, ultimately, in order to try to recoup from that, you have to pay higher taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, think also the fact – I mean, you've got – um, movie companies releasing movies. There's some great opportunities here. We need to get in that in the third no, segment. No, but, but hold on. Hold on. I'm just, just connecting okay. these dots. Okay, okay. First of all, I want to talk about how bad it is. Yeah. Releasing these movies and getting fat checks – Right now, that now that get yeah, there, I don't like that none. How, how could that hurt anybody? Yeah, <laughs> is, what are we incentivizing? Yeah, yeah. be fine with staying home, stay home, and not working. Yeah, yeah. and order out Laziness. because everyone's delivering right now. Yeah. <laughs> but we've seen that kind of market before. We're gonna fat, get fat. We're gonna watch porn. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna you know it's like yep. all this stuff. And don't worry, I got some money for you. Yeah, this yeah. is like the worst kind of welfare. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, right. it's like taking and the coming from a Republican and again administration. My primary concern is the fact that this is happening when we still don't have. Good data. Yep. I, yeah. I could imagine a situation where we actually have an emergency, where the data actually shows that yep. it's it's you know the mortality rate is that high and it's terrible and you really and and there needs to be a, you know something done. But w- right now we're still doing all this based without, off Chinese data without concrete data. We got the Chinese and, virus and Chinese data. And I, I I was thinking you you called it slothfulness yesterday, yeah. Chuck, when we were talking about this. You, you said this is you know is this incentivizing is it. this incentivizing hard work and bravery and courage yeah. in the face of a challenge yeah. and creativity or is this incentivizing slothfulness and laziness and yeah. fear? Yeah. Remember the slothful yes. man says there's a lion outside. Yeah, I will be slain in the streets. There's a Rona out. Proverbs twenty. There's Corona outside. <laughs> and remember, in the Middle East, there really are lions. The, yeah, that's right. Right, and 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 I'm, and I'm looking at this complete shutdown size stuff. Stay home. Yeah, it's like you can have that kind of laziness. The slothful man. Yeah, says there's a lion out there. Right. There's a virus out there, and it's you know 
I think I think Christians need to read some uh, missionary biographies right well, now. Th- this is, if you're home this right now, right. you need on, to read man. a missionary biography yeah. where people, healthy people, strong people, people with faith in God, sailed around the world yeah. when there was no cell phones, no health yeah. insurance, no yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. and, what, why? Because they believed in the power of the gospel. That's right. Yep. And, and some believed, of them died. And a lot of them died. I mean, you think know? of Jim Elliott and his, yeah. his friends who want right. to meet the, the Alka Indians and, they, yeah. and they, the most violent tribe in South America. And they're willing to die. I mean, healthy, strong men. And you say, why would you do that? You know, we need some of that kind of gospel courage right now. That, that's, and, and it, man, it's, it's, preach. And it's not, it's not preach, preach blind. It's not being foolish. It's not being foolish, yeah. but it's full of courage and faith, and it's willing to die. The thing yeah. that I've heard the less out of all this, when I hear people talking about this, I don't hear enough repentance right now. And there's that. I don't hear enough of people oh, saying, you, you know gotta what? you got to get there. you got to get there. The, one of, our denomination sent out a newsletter, and I appreciated it so much. Yeah. I was so grateful, and it made me stop and do exactly what they said, which was, hey, we have a situation right now that could be a, a real situation. We don't know where it's going to end up. Yeah. But here's one thing that we know. God is calling us to repent. Right, so first, right. repent of your own sin. That's right. Yep. Repent of your family sin. Repent of your your uh, right. was it your church? I think was the next yeah. thing. Repent of your your, your state. Community, yeah, your your state. community. Repent of your your nation. nation. You know. Yep. Repent of the world. And right. then just go ahead and re- now is a great time to start repenting of right. your sin. Amen. And I think the reason whenever people are fearful, it's because they have sin and they know they deserve judgment. Exactly. Got and it. when you know you deserve judgment, you start seeing something that it, maybe the coronavirus might not be it, but the economy might be. Whatever right. the case, the there's two things that well, could be. Well, that's the thing is the, in, in the Old Testament, you have actual plagues. Yeah. And you also have plagues of panic. Yeah. Yeah. Judgment, pl- judgment of panic. Sometimes yeah. God just gives people a spirit of panic. Because they yeah. know they deserve judgment. Right. Yeah. And when you know you deserve the judgment of God, you will act fearful when you shouldn't yeah. be. In, De- in Deuteronomy, <laughs> in, yeah, exactly. No, in Deuteronomy, the, the blessings and curses at the end of Deuteronomy are laid out. Go read, go read them. Yeah. In there. And, and, and the blessings of God mean that those with God's blessing, one man will chase a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. One man, if you've got God on your side, you have a majority. Yeah. Every time, yeah, right. Amen. But it, the curses of the covenant are just the re- reverse. Yes, right. And Arsene Spall always brought that out. God yeah. sends a spirit of fear and trembling and cowardice. Yeah. And <laughs> what happens is you can a thousand people can get chased by one guy. That's right. Yeah. Right. One one guy can chase you, and everybody panics. Yeah. And that's and we're under the curse of God. We're in the, and it's not it's not like maybe maybe God's going to curse us. Maybe yeah. we'll be under God's judgment. No, the Bible clearly says Romans one says. That when God, when people turn away from God, yeah. He gives them over to what? Sodomy and lesbianism. That's right. Yeah. That is the judgment of God. Yeah. If you are given over to that, if that's being paraded in the streets, if yeah. they're doing it, you know, out loud in public at the baseball stadiums and everywhere else, yeah. they got rainbow flags on everything, flaunting their defiance to God. Amen. Yeah. That means you are under God's judgment. Yeah. You have gone insane. That's right. right. There. That, and, that's yeah. exactly Romans one. You've gone insane, you're, right? Yeah. Yep. Insane. Yep. You and thinking and themselves think wise, they're fools, and they'll worship anything except for the living yeah. God. Yeah, and that's why to get wisdom is the fear of God. That's where Amen. the real fear Amen. needs to be at. Amen. All right, coming up next, we are starting a new podcast in the bullpen with Mark Dewey. You do not want to miss Mark Dewey up next to talk about the new podcast while you're in quarantine. This is Cross Politics. We ain't afraid. <laughs> Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. 
this idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are gonna pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Hello, I'm Mark Dewey, and I'm excited to tell you about a new podcast, the first sports podcast on the Fight Last Beast Network. Join me on Monday for In the Bullpen, and each week as we talk baseball on the Fight Last Beast Network. To the ball game. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, you see the smile? Are you excited about baseball? <laughs> Pastor Toby, this is all you. Hold on, wait one second. I'm gonna we're going to start our own baseball league, too. Not just our own baseball podcast, but our own baseball league. Right, I mean, this is it. Here we go. Hey! Baseball. <laughs> oh, you know this scene? Yes. You know this scene? It's famous. Oh, man. I, it gives me shivers. Oh, uh, wait till you hear the first podcast. Oh, I I mean, I remember this game. That game with Kirk Gibson. Yeah. Do you really? Dodgers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Was that, was that 1988, Mark? Thought, yes, it was. 1988. Yeah. Game one of the World Series. Man, that limping around those bases. You know that? Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh, I don't, my, I don't think I've ever seen you like your, this with your big league two in your mouth. <laughs> I, I don't even, I'm just excited. This is like Christmas for me. This is like Christmas for me. Oh, okay, wow. all right, first of all, business. All right, okay, yeah, I'm business. trying to wipe the yeah, silly business. smile off my face. Yeah. This segment is brought to you by Sub Splash. Sub Splash is the company that invented, built our app. They built our app. Yeah, our app. Yes, the Fight Laugh Feast app, right. wow. which is the only app, the only place in which you can actually get Mark Dewey's in the brand bullpen. new mm-hmm. in the bullpen podcast. Yes. You don't want to miss that on no. the Fight Laugh Feast Network. You can also get all the other shows there, as well as our daily news brief. Yes, which we're trying to do Monday yes. through Friday, if I can remember. And um, but Subsplash creates apps for all major mobile platforms, so that you have the power to stay connected with your community at all times, no matter where they are, and no matter... Even during the coronavirus. <laughs> no matter Especially important. which state is closing you down. <laughs> app features include events, blogs, sharing, push notifications, messaging. That's not massaging, it's messaging. Audio and video content, beautiful interface, and more support cross-politic and the Fight Laugh Network and visit Subsplash. It says subsplash here. <laughs> dot com. Subsplash.com. <laughs> the link's the link's hot. <laughs> Subsplash.com. Yeah, yeah. All right. With us on the line, you've already heard his voice. You've heard his intro music. Mark Dewey, former Major League Baseball player, former pitching coach, pitching coordinator. He played for the Grand Valley State University Lakers in 1987, struck out 87 batters in 97 
innings. He was a relief pitcher who then played six seasons in the major leagues. Wow. With the San Francisco Giants, mm. the New York Mets, the Pittsburgh Pirates. He appeared in 205 major league games, had a lifetime record of 12 and 7 with 168 strikeouts, 70 games finished, 8 saves. His lifetime ERA, that's earned run average, was 3.65. Mm-hmm. His best season, according to Wikipedia, was 1993 oh. with seven saves for the Pirates in 21 games and maintained an impressive 2.36 ERA. In his final season, Dewey appeared in 78 games for the Giants, third most in the National League. And in 1995, Dewey was inducted into the Grand Valley State University Athletic Hall of Fame. Wow. wow there but, you go. But. Okay, there's more. Most impressively of all. <laughs> Get ready for it. Mr. Dewey is married. Amen. Praise the Lord. And he has 14 children. Woo. <laughs> t- woo. I'm sorry. 14. Well, praise the Lord. Fourteen. Do you have a question for him? Um, you baptize all them fourteen kids there? Absolutely, every one of them. Oh, oh, you know what? This is going to be a great podcast. <laughs> this going to be—I can tell it's right a baptized now. Baptized podcast. He, plays, yeah. he played baseball, and he baptizes those kids. And he had fourteen of them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Knox, you've been kind of slow. You need to get. I'm. Get, I'm, get I'm. You know, I'm only at seven. <laughs> I'm working on it. Oh, Mark. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for joining us and and doing a show with us on the Fight Laugh East Network. Well, thank you both for having me now and for giving me the opportunity to have a show on the Fight Laugh East Network. So um, why in the world would you want to do this? (laughs) <laughs> come on our come on our network you're gonna get canceled brother uh, <laughs> that's right i've been canceled a lot of times so yeah. it's nothing new for me Ooh, ooh! you told yeah, me no you, you told know, me go ahead let him go. go ahead yeah no i was i was just gonna say in my adult life i've only done three things i've been in broadcasting which is what i majored in in college and did really until I got to the big leagues and I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, I've been in baseball and I've been a pastor of a church. So I, I, being a pastor, I alliterate everything, broadcasting, baseball and Bible. And I thought, wow, this kind of fits all of those things. And then I had family members kind of encouraging me to contact you all. And it took me several months before I finally did. Uh, But now here we are. Wow. That's really good. Now, uh, when we talked on the phone, I, I was the first or second time you told me a story of, uh, your your first I don't know you weren't canceled but like you would have been canceled if uh, if you would have done this now but you told me the story where uh, you were playing for the uh, Giants San Francisco Giants and you want to finish that story you know what story I'm teeing you up on I hope so yes and and it's a long story even in '96 let alone what happened the year before but nonetheless um, if people want to look it up if they're unfamiliar and they probably are I was involved in a situation where people got very upset with me not only in San Francisco, but in many places around the country. And at the time, even though people were very upset with me, I had two phone calls that came right afterwards, one from the Players Union and uh, one from the Rutherford Institute asking if I wanted any kind of protection uh, as I traveled from ballpark to ballpark, and especially in San Francisco. And I said, well, no, absolutely not. And, And nothing happened. I mean, a few people squawked at me from the stands and stuff, but there was never any kind of threats or anything like that. Uh, that was 1996. If it happened in 2020, I think things would be quite a bit different. Oh, yeah. So, and what happened? Well, there was an event that the Giants started, I want to say maybe in 1993, and, and a friend of mine that I that I came up to the minor league system with, Rod Beck, he and his wife were very instrumental in starting it, and it was an AIDS awareness event. 
Okay. Uh, and I and I came I came up to the minor leagues of the Giants, got to the big leagues first with the Giants, but then went to the Mets and Pirates when this all got started. I came back to the Giants and played in ninety five and ninety six in San Francisco. Yeah. And in ninety five, not only did I participate in what was going on on this day, it was called Until There's a Cure Day, but I really participated above and beyond what most people did. I, I stood up and and read a list of 20 people that had, had died of, of AIDS and did a lot more. And at the end of that, for a couple of different reasons, I just decided, okay, if I'm, I'm back with the Giants next year, I just can't participate in this. So the next year did come around, and I didn't participate. And along with that, I had they had a, a ribbon in an upright manner, um, and I realized that I really couldn't, wear it that way because it would be essentially participating or, or condoning some things that I couldn't condone. And one way, one thing led to another and pretty much starting the next day, we had flown from San Francisco to Chicago. This was back before cell phones. I came back to my hotel and I had a bunch of messages from reporters. And so there was a, a serious outcry about how terrible I was and the Giants ought to release me or trade me immediately. And, and it, it became a big deal in the media for a while, and that kind of died out. So why why did you change your mind? What, what about the ceremony made you say, oh, next year I, I can't participate? <laughs> well, two things mainly. First of all, you know, a couple of weeks before the ceremony, one of the people working in the PR department came around and asked people, would you be willing to do this? And in this case, it was, would you read a list of names of people that have died of AIDS? And I said, sure, I'll do that. And I had a friend who was a Christian, and he kind of looked at me like, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I, just, I, I think as Christians, we've kind of botched this. I want to show that we have compassion. Well, that day, two primary things happened that made me change my mind. One is there was promotion of, quote-unquote, safe sex. Okay. And I thought, well, I can't, I can't promote that. I mean, there's, the only safe sex there is is a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That's Amen. That's Amen. That's not the safe you know, that's not the safe sex they're promoting. Right. The yeah. second thing, however, is I have this list of 20 names. So I'm standing out there pretty much by the pitcher's mound and I'm reading these names and a few different people, Rod Beck did it, Dustin Baker did it. I think Keith Carsoni did it. Maybe Royce Clayton. There might've been five or six of us that did it. Well, on my list of 20 names, 18 of them were just Steve, Julie, Sam, Sally. But I had two famous names. One of the names I had on my list was Freddie Mercury Volterra. Hmm. And the place went nuts when I read his name. And I didn't think much of it. You know, San Francisco's a big music town. Obviously, Freddie Mercury was, was a very talented singer. But my second famous name that I had on that list was Arthur Ashe. Okay. And when I read his name, there was hardly a peep. And I thought to myself, whoa, wait a second here. Arthur Ashe was was, I mean, obviously Freddie Mercury died of AIDS because of sexual immorality. Arthur Ashe died of AIDS because of a blood transfusion. Huh. Freddie Mercury gets a lot of applause. Arthur Ashe gets nothing. Arthur Ashe was a tremendous spokesman for the black community. Huh. I think he was the black, first That's black right. uh, athlete to win Wimbledon. That's right. So wow. there's a lot of reasons why you should have been cheering Arthur Ashe. Wow. And it just dawned on me. Yes, I, I'm all for finding a cure for AIDS. I'm all for having com compassion, regardless of how somebody got it. I still want to have compassion on them. Sure. But I just understood it that this is more of a promotion of a lifestyle, fundamentally, huh. than it was a cure for, for a mm. disease. So I just thought, 
you know, next year if I'm here, I just can't promote this. I still have compassion. I still want to express that, right. but I can't really be a part of this event because of those things. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I, I don't think I don't think many Christians have put that kind of thought no into into how you participate in in public events like that, well, connecting some of those dots. Absolutely. Look at the NBA and how many Christians claim to be yeah, uh, there are in the NBA yeah. that, that claim to be Christians. And when the whole thing that happened with, you know, China, yeah. yeah and, right. and Hong Kong, Hong like, Kong. Yeah, yeah. They were just all right. about signing off on the NBA and didn't even think yeah. about it. Didn't take any right. risk to it. So here, here's a question that I've been getting, Mark, that I want to ask you. Uh, you're dropping a podcast about baseball uh, when they don't look like they're gonna be no baseball. <laughs> what what in the world are you gonna be talking about, brother? <laughs> well, of course, obviously, we decided to start this podcast before we knew there was not going to be baseball for some extended period of time. Yeah, right. but that's the great thing about baseball is that I mean, it's been around just from a major league standpoint for 150 years. I've been involved in it for over or about 25 years professionally, about half of that time playing, half that time coaching. I've been involved with players, with coaches, with front office, with trainers, with strength conditioning coaches. There's so much to talk about that that's not really going to be the problem. And mm. even though there aren't games going on, that's obviously a problem if you're a baseball fan. You want games going on. Right. But we can both look back to games that have happened and events that have happened we can look forward to what is going to happen whenever it is baseball gets started back up again. And, of course, day in and day out, there's new things coming out. I mean, now it seems almost daily things are changing. So there's there's plenty to talk about. There's not going to be any lack of material, if you will. So hopefully the season starts sooner rather than later so we can talk about some of the great athletes that play baseball and some of the great games. But in the meantime, we got plenty of things to talk about. I want to – I'm going to get beat up. So could you grab this bat and take it so Pastor Toby don't... I'm holding on to it. Because you might hit me with it. (laughs) So um, I'm not a baseball fan. (laughs) I I did grow up around it. I know, I know. And so somebody... You know, we we are, we are, we understand theologically some people are sanctified more quickly than others. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, but... Right now, if you had to talk to somebody, you know, about who's listening to this, like, okay, they got a baseball podcast. Why in the world would I want to listen to a baseball podcast? How do you convince somebody like me who doesn't listen to baseball unless his favorite sports commentator is talking about something big that happens? Like Mark. <laughs> like Mark Dewey on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. To, to listen to a, a baseball podcast or start even engaging in the idea of watching baseball. Well, first of all, I believe that when you get, if you don't like it, if you get engaged with it, you will like it. Okay. I can't say that for everybody. One time when I was playing, I had a guy tell me, I like watching baseball as much as I like watching milk sour. Well, mm. there's probably not a lot of hope for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, But if you engage in it, I think, I think you will like it because it, is, it, is, it tells so much of the story of the history of our country. And it is, I will grant you this, we live in a day in which baseball is less appealing to the younger generation because baseball is more like reading a good book. Mm-hmm. And we're not too much into reading good books these days. Ooh, ooh. But that being said, I think if a person takes the time to get into baseball and to, and to understand the history of baseball and how baseball reflects America so much that I think they will enjoy it. And, and again, with some of the talent that's out there right now, that whenever the season starts, that you can watch at the major league level, 
and see what these guys can do, it's very exciting. And, and the game is, is truly beautiful. And, and it's, it's interesting. It's one of the things that when I was playing through 96, I was so focused on, on doing my job well, so focused on preparing and performing. I always wanted to do it for the glory of God, but I was so focused that I kind of missed out on the beauty of the game. Mm. Well, a few years later, I got to play again. I got to play in Australia. I got to play in AAA for a little while. And I realized how beautiful it is just to, just to stand back. And like when I throw my last pitch and the catcher throws the ball down to second and just to pay attention to the game. And if you actually watch the game, it, it is a beautiful game to watch. And so I think that anybody who really gives it a chance and starts to, to get interested in the history, both past as well as what we may have coming, uh, coming up, I think that they're going to enjoy it. When you and say, I think, I think Chuck, you will enjoy it. I'm, and, I'm, and it will become in time <laughs> your favorite sport. How about oh, that? Whoa. whoa. Hey. Tell, me, tell, me, tell me what you told me. Oh yeah, so you started listening to some I've, of the yeah, his I've been first listening shows. to a few of the podcasts, and you know there was one show that I was listening to, and I, I'm very critical about things. I go through and I dissect it, and all of a sudden I found myself smiling as you're going through talking about the love for baseball, what it does, how it's a part of American culture, and, and reflects it, and and I started smiling as you're going through talking about the history of baseball, and I found myself getting nostalgic. <laughs> And I, I caught myself and said, what am I doing? You know, I don't you know, like baseball. <laughs> no, it no. Caught me. You're, you're getting sanctified. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was preaching on you. Yeah, well, you know, was it, was, it wasn't you. just that. The guys who are good at this, who are able to do this, are able to talk about baseball because they love it so much, and they're able to bring you into it. And so it was baseball, but really, Mark, it was you, too, and you were kind of using baseball. And I was like, okay. But I realized at the end of it, it made me go back and think, with the moments I was sitting down with my dad, Watching a baseball game yeah. and the time that I had with him yeah. and his joy over a great hitter, Jose Canseco coming up to bat, you know, and yeah. watching that. And, and, and it brought back all of those memories yeah. at the same time. And I realized that you were right. It, it is a part of American culture and it's something that's been lost. And I was like, I want to take my son yeah. and sit down game. and watch, yeah. watch a game yeah. and, oh, and engage it with him. So, Mark, I appreciate you. You started me down the journey again of baseball, which would make my dad very, very happy. All right. I got <laughs> to ask one more question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About our time. No, you're so, good. So, so, Mark, just, just, just tell us for a minute, like what is, what is one of your favorite things to break down? T talk to us oh, for just yeah. a minute. Like you, you, when you're watching a game, you're talking about a player or whatever. Walk us through just just briefly. Like, what's one of your favorite things to just break down and explain to somebody? I would say it is the competition happening at sixty feet six inches. Yep. The matchup between a pitcher and a batter. Every at bat is a story in itself. Mm. Some of them are more exciting. Some of them are less so. But in, and that's what I think is lost a little bit now. We've turned baseball. I've always kind of balked at the idea of looking at baseball as entertainment. Mm -hmm. I look at it as leisure or recreation. And, and even if you're the one watching, I think it's more recreation. Mm -hmm. But that battle, there's a great book that I've recommended to all of my players, anybody that'll listen to me, that is called 60 Feet 6 Inches. I don't remember the subtitle, but what it is, and you guys that like baseball, and talk. This will this will really draw you in. Okay, it is Bob Gibson and Reggie Jackson mm. talking about the battle between pitcher and hitter and multiple facets. It is a wonderful book. Wow. So when you say that's what it is, and that's what can be missed, is you got to watch. And, and sometimes what you need to do is you need to understand that 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 starting pitcher faced this guy in the first inning, 
and he faced him again in the third mm-hmm. inning, and now it's the sixth inning. Yep. And all that took place in the first and third inning is playing into this. Not only that, mm. but all of the at-bats that these guys have had against one another, that yep. hitter and that pitcher, yep. is playing into this. Yep. And so there is a huge number of, of stories coming into this. That's probably my favorite thing. Oh, and man. to watch and to be able to sit down with somebody that, that may not know the game as well and say, now why, why do you think he just did that right there? Yeah. Mm. Why do you think... What is now? What's the hitter looking for right here? Where's his attention? Right. What does that mean for the pitcher? Wow. You know, so if you know where a hitter's attention is, it doesn't mean a pitcher can't throw a ball there, but it does mean he's got to be far more precise mm-hmm. because that's where the hitter's looking. But if you know where a hitter's attention is, you also know where his vulnerability is. So, for instance, if a hitter, if you throw a couple of real good sliders down and away, and you know that the hitter's attention is out over the plate, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you can't throw another one. It means your margin of error is much smaller. Right. Mm-hmm. But it also means he's very vulnerable if you can execute a good fastball on the inside part. Yeah, of the that's right. Yeah. Man, I'm ready for yeah. a hot dog right, and a beer listen and a cracker jack. Because I was a pitcher. I was a pitcher until yeah. I was about 15. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give me some sunflower yeah. seeds. Oh, wow. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the bullpen with Mark Dewey. You do not want to miss and it every Monday. Uh, Monday. Monday, inside the app. So if you don't have the app, in, you need to go get the app. In honor of opening day. Yeah. Because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh. Hey, it's delayed. By faith. By yeah. faith. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much, man. I look forward to your podcast every Monday, brother. Thank you. Thank you, guys. More cross politics coming up next. I just sprayed that one. Yeah, I just sprayed that all over. I'm, okay. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. I'm so excited. Wait. Hey, you took the baseball bat away. I did. Where'd you go? I put it back. Because I didn't want you to hit me. <laughs> Get too excited oh, over oh, there. Oh, is it going to be that kind of segment? <laughs> hey. Get too excited with baseball. Welcome yeah. back to Cross Politics on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Which now, as of this week, includes a, a baseball Podcast, the first of many, hopefully. Toby's been praying for this Can for I, two uh, years. I, I have two, actually. In no. the bullpen with Mark Dewey, it's it's coming at you in honor of opening day, which we see by faith. Yeah, and uh, and hopefully we, we will all see. We really need this very soon. And and yeah, I mean, there's there's we're gonna talk about this. Okay, okay, but I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit. I got a little plug. Hit. I got a plug. We got some okay. friends. Emmanuel Presbyterian Church in Clinton, Mississippi, is looking for someone to be their full time pastor. Still, come on now, Emmanuel. Yeah, what's wrong with you yeah. people? Even we've, already, we've we've just had to give this plug out already. It's a member of the CREC, the Communion of Reformed Evangelical Churches, which is. The denomination that we're all yes, part of. We're yeah. part of Christ Church, and Christ Church is a member church. Which allows for credo and pedo baptism, by the way. Actually, yes. For yes. you you, you yeah. hardcore Reformed Baptists hanging out with us. Yeah, we, we love you guys. Holding out. Hey, yeah. the SBC might not. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to leave that We alone. make room for y'all. Y'all don't make room for us. The we CREC get it. We get it. <laughs> allows, it's a, it's a Reformed uh, communion, yeah. uh, which allows for um, the London Baptist Confession, the yeah. 1689. Now, yeah. I don't know about the brothers down in uh, Clinton, what their, what their standards are, but hey, yeah. in the denomination, it's possible. They, they baptize their babies. Um, but, but hey, maybe, maybe they'll work with you. Maybe mm. they'll work with you. If you can work with us, 
You can work with we, you. Hey, we love each other. Um, Emmanuel is Bible-believing, Reformed, Covenant Renewal, Pado Communion Practicing for the baptized babies. Fellowship, <laughs> fellowship loving, uh, even during the corona season, huh. uh, adhering to the Westminster Confession of Faith, but above all, seeking to love and follow Christ our King in every area of life. They're biblically literate, about 100 members, ranging from young adult to senior, around 50 children or youth. Um, and Emmanuel has a desire to be shepherded in wisdom, and has a hunger to understand God's word mm. even more deeply. So if you love to preach and teach God's word, you love to be with God's people and are given to hospitality. And you love barbecue. And if you love barbecue. Is that what it says? <laughs> no. I don't, don't no, I just, at all. Uh, it's the South. Yeah. And uh, it also says, if you are woke to the implications <laughs> that Jesus Christ is ruling from heaven right now. Amen. Which is the Dude, real that's woke. That's a good woke. Right, right. Yeah, that's the real right woke. woke. Right, right. Um, then please contact that's Emmanuel funny. by email at search. That's S-E-A-R-C-H at IPCClinton.org. Mm. Message. Uh, I've always believed the best way that the federal government can support our governors is to get out of their way, get them funding, use CDC to give guidance. Uh, as we're running out of stuff, I'm asking the question, why are we not looking at idle capabilities now? And governors just go contract for that resource. Why wait for the federal government to do it? If the federal government will just go to 100% on protective measures and reimburse them, how much more can states do so we can focus the few federal resources we have in the hardest hit areas? That sounds reasonable. With all due respect to your other guests, there's not a governor in the country that's waiting for the federal government right now. They are all acting. What they need is coordination because we have, believe it or not, we have masks. We have a lot of these things. Guess where they are? They're sitting in the supply chain. People are profiteering off of them, or they're going to places where people are hoarding them. Now that happens in a crisis. It's only because it's only by someone looking through the entire system and seeing where those needs are that you can say, "Stop hoarding them all in Texas. We need them in New York right now while we build manufacturing capability and put them in Texas." So what your other guest is suggesting here is not helpful. We need a great partnership between the federal and state government. People? <laughs> uh, Craig, you want to sit down and respond to this? I guess Craig has left. <laughs> we need to use it. We need that stinger. I guess Craig has left. This I happened guess, Thursday night. Uh, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this. <laughs> I guess, I guess Craig, Craig is left. That's, that's going to be a new stinger on cross politics. <laughs> I guess Craig is left. <laughs> How are you going to tell the Who's man Craig? who yeah. was the president who ran FEMA in yeah. 2010, was it? Yeah. How are you going to tell this man he don't know what he talk about? But did you hear what the other guy was saying? Yeah, he said basically open up Gabe's pockets and see what Gabe got. Yeah, he said we, a- <laughs> we need somebody. Oh, no, we thank need you. somebody watching all of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And tracking it on and making Texas be good and New York be good and Florida be yeah. good and all and yeah. nobody hoard, nobody be bad. You know what he's asking for? God. God. That's what he's saying. And I'm kind of with the FEMA dude. I don't have time for this BS. Yeah, for real. That was. You know what he's asking? I, but I don't think he knows what he's asking for. No, I know. For. That's the thing is, I, I think people don't know. Because in time of crisis, people don't think. People start thinking with their emotions and their fears. Because we talked about you gone insane. And this is the thing. What they do, though, is they go insane. Exactly. And what they're asking for, though, is a dictatorship. They're asking for totalitarianism. Mm -hmm. They're asking for somebody to have the right to rifle through everybody's pockets at all times. That's called totalitarianism. And and, and thank God, like, Bernie Sanders is not president right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because he would be using this to grab all sorts of measures. Although it's making me crazy, crazy nervous when Ilhan Omar is praising Trump. 
Yeah, now, I know. That's what I was just uh-huh. about handling to say. of this crisis. Would it matter if Bernie Sanders was president right now? Uh, yeah, it's it's really. Will we cr- still be getting the same? We got Republicans and Democrats That's again when they yeah. come together and right. they start agreeing about stuff. Not like it's all the time wrong, but I it want makes that me, gridlock. But it makes me a yeah. little concerned. It does, yeah, and there's the thing. So on the one hand, you got Trump doing a bunch of great deregulating. Yeah. Um. So you told us uh, he he deregulated uh, the. Uh, the trucking industry. The trucking industry. So, yep. so truck drivers have a; they're only allowed to drive a limited amount per day, kind of thing. Hours per and, day, and he took that away. Yeah. And, and the speed limit too. Didn't it change for that movie? <laughs> that should. Let's that hope. should be a time. Oh, but, let's hope. but notice yeah. this again. You know what this means? According to the people who enforced the driving regulations, they're trying to limit car crashes, right? Fatalities in car crashes yep. because. Truck drivers driving a long time, but get tired. They can be tired, blah, blah, blah. And, and yeah. right now what we're saying is, oh, yeah, 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 you know, we need our food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. our food. Let's let the or, free market do or, fix this. Or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there was one scare in a particular factory. Or, oh, in New York. I believe it was in um, New York. And then they also had one in, in Washington. In a warehouse. And they yep. shut down. Everybody says, what? Yep. And then what? They, they, they said, well, they're going to take a day to clean up everything and get everything back worry, to Don't worry. We're going to clean everything up and we're going to be right back in. Like, oh, yeah. Because, because we have to have our Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, and so again, it's very selective what's happening. And on the one hand, I'm very grateful. Um, Trump also has deregulated the FDA yep. on a number of these trial uh, medicines. Yeah, that's um, good. Uh, you've got the uh, gin and tonic, gin and tonic treatment, <laughs> right? It's, there's several. There's a couple of malaria treatment drugs yeah, yeah. Uh, that one were from Japan that were approved 60, 70 years Chloroquine, ago. Wow. Yeah, it yeah, it's one of them, and and hydro. Zinochlorophen or something like that yeah, is yeah. another one, but um, and there's a couple of other treatment um, medications that have shown early trials have shown 100 uh, percent have been um, very helpful, and they were very small trials. And some people that I, I shared the article with, you know, there was only 30 people in the trial, but hey, yeah. that's something. Yeah, that um, is something. there's a there's a doctor that I found on Twitter at um, University of Washington um, in the medical. Um, uh, uh, University, University of Washington Medical Facility. Medical school yeah, yeah, there school. that already started using yep. it. Yeah. Uh, and so which tells me that was a few days ago, which tells me which in the next few days we should be seeing results, whether that's effective or not. Right. Yeah, one of the things that's come out is really amazing. Open source medicine mm. has yeah. – that. Th- that's one thing I'm seeing right now where people say, hey, guys, this is the parts that I have. Right. You can take what I have and yeah. use – how do you use and, this and to that, make something else? That UW doctor actually shared on Twitter okay. uh, the regimen that he was using and said if other hospitals want to try it, here's what we're doing. Yeah. And it was right there. It was just a screenshot of what he was doing. Doing of, of, of a, of a pa- paper that he was using for it in the hospital. So, yeah. So why people are screaming about hoarders and all this other stuff? There's other things that are happening that are not. There, there's and that's the thing is so you, in, in terms of Trump and his policy. Yeah. And, and you know all these you've got some people that are taking this as an opportunity to you know they're getting deregulated. Yeah. Um, just try you know try stuff out. Um, and and what the what the uh, what the FEMA gentleman yeah, in the yeah. video was saying was just government just governors of states do it. Uh, yeah. If you're uh, if you're the owner of a business, go do it. Yeah, go contract and, and, and do your thing. Go do it. Try to figure out a solution for this. And we've been saying that on this show. Yeah, right. um, this is a, a a prime example of opportunity. Yeah, Chris Craig Fugate is uh, his name. Yeah. All, all these, yeah, all these uh, are. This is an opportunity. You get an opportunity for businessmen. Yeah, yeah. Um, What are you going to do with your your gifts, your talents? Yep. Uh, if if you're in the medical industry, of course, you've got a huge opportunity here. Yes. Yep. Um, if you're a pastor. You get a lot of opportunities. Yeah, People yeah. To scared preach the gospel, to preach, to preach the, the gospel, courage in Christ. To preach, yep. you know, I, I, I said this on Sunday, but I think, you know, it's like, you know, every time you wash your hands, you need to be thinking, do I have a clean heart? Mm. 
Oh, amen. You know, you, you washing your hands a little bit more. You know, you know, like yeah. like the rest of us. You you, you amen, know, get, getting your little germex yep. on your hands. Every time you wash your hands, you think, "Is my heart clean? Have Come I on confessed now. my sin today? Is my yep. sin confessed? Am I in fellowship with my wife and with my kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is there sin between us, or my, with my parents, or with my brother or my sister, or anybody in the church? Yeah. yeah. You know, every single time sh- you should be thinking to yourself, "Am I clean? Yeah. And the thing is, is if you're clean, First John says that you should be full of joy. That's right. Right. Not full of fear. If washing your hands is making you fearful, you're doing it wrong. Way. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it wrong. But if you're getting yeah. clean and you have a clean heart before God, you should be getting more joyful. And Nehemiah says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's right. Right. So you should be getting stronger, more joyful, more ambitious. But again, on the flip side, you got California, you got New York, you, you, and you also got you know the stimulus package that says we're going to get into every pocket you have. Yeah. So you got deregulation opportunity. Yeah. And you also got people saying here um, we are your God. Right. Yep. And we will shut down everything. We 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 figured it all out, and we know this is the best thing. You know, the Christian filmmakers right now should really, really be taking advantage of this. Oh yeah, because Hollywood captive audience. Yeah, and, and there's two things we've been talking about this for a long time. It's time to repeat it again. Platform has been something we've been pushing towards. The Fight Laugh Feast Network. That's why app. we're building our own app. Yep. That's why you're going to invent your own vi- Vimeo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. It's another thing we need to work on. But platform has been important because if you notice, even though you would think Universal. Somebody who has platform, or even Disney, who somebody who has platform, yep. it would be really easy. And Universal has done this to release your movies, regardless of if there's the theater or not. Yeah. And so Universal has dropped like four movies that are going to come out on uh, iTunes for people to buy. But what was their problem? They're still giving a huge part of their money to iTunes. Right. Where Disney, if they decide to do it, which Disney has not decided to do this yet, uh. they actually have the app. They actually have the all the the, platform. the platforms yeah. to do this with, yeah. and they're the ones kind of like. And they're holding out. They're holding out. Interesting. And so, but but right now, as a Christian filmmaker, you could be making stuff. All the film crews have shut down. Right. All the movie stuff has shut yep. down. Right. A, a person who fears the Lord and decides to say, you know what? We can make great content yeah. right now. We actually have access to venues we would have never had access to right. before yep. because nobody's using them. And, and <laughs> people are home. Yep. And people are home yep. to yep. watch it. So that's there's right. a great opportunity. And that's why this coming week, we're going to be dropping something every day inside of the app yep. so that we can continue to, you know, we want to, we know that there's things going on. People's, I told my wife, I said, you know, people are realizing that they have a group of folks at their house that they haven't known in a long time. And you're talking about their family. Their family. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they're about to realize, yeah. I don't love them how I should. Yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. been loving yeah. them how I should. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how do I need to do that? And that's I, what you know, I'm excited I, I'm, about. I missed, I missed the, the news brief on Friday. You know, you yeah, I, that. I did notice yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still got the weekend <laughs> news brief up. It, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's dropped. It came out eventually. But, I, you know, we just went out. We went outside and we went, we went down to Dwarshack Dam. Is this little you know this this reservoir about you know fifty minutes away from here and, yeah. we, and, and we just had a fantastic time mm. and I'm just, I mean I'm thinking like you know, this, you know everybody's going online everybody's homeschooling yeah everybody's home and you're right I think there's a, there's a lot of people this is gonna be a big wake up call is who are you again yeah and actually this is hard and we don't we're not getting along very well. Right, how, how, we're, we're able to sort of skate by when everybody's gone and busy. Yeah. Maybe the first two or three days. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, then, you know, then, maybe. But then, then it's like a week, and then, it, or it's two weeks, or whatever week you're on. Yep. Um, and and it's like either that's either that's showing you God's blessing. It's showing you that God's blessing is already on your family, mm-hmm. or it should be saying showing you, uh oh, 
we're we're not happy at all. That's right. This is yeah. you know yeah after the three days is over. It's like we you know what's wrong you know we unless there's a movie on we're mad at each other. Right. Unless there's yeah. video games being distracting played, distracting we're, we're, we're us. Not, we're not yeah. happy. And That's it's right. like no no I, it shouldn't be like that at all. Yeah. And so this is a great test. Talk about test kits. Yeah. You just yes. got a test kit. I've, yeah. You got a I've, test kit for your family and your marriage and how is it yeah. going with your wife? Yeah. And, and this is the thing you know um, tense situations especially of course add to that. Yeah, it's, it's you're putting a little crucible. Yeah, and you're being tested. Yeah, I, I remember when uh, I've, I think I've told this story before, but with with my my daughter who was born premature, yeah. she was in the NICU for a number of weeks, and a social worker came down and, and, and met with us one day, and, and she was sent from by the by the doctors because she said um, divorce rates for couples who have children who are born premature skyrocket. Whoa. So if you have a, a, a an extended hospitalization as or a child is born premature, you know some kind of crisis. Yeah. Um, in in the in the family that way, divorce rates skyrocket. Yeah, and um, you know we talked to him. We were we were polite. And we were like, hey, we're doing no, we're doing fine. We're doing <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. We're having a good time. Yeah. And and uh, but it was like it was it was sobering to think like that because yeah, it's like all of a sudden you have this added stress. You both care about the child. You care about your health. You care about all these things. And all of a sudden, it what it does though is it shows you who you really are. Right. Yeah. Right. Who are it, you really? And, and that's why God brings trials. This exactly, is why He yeah. does. Hebrews twelve says yep. that God disciplines the children that He loves. Right. Yeah. And yep. and and if you're not ever disciplined, then you ought to ask whether you're even a child. Yeah. This Am is, I a bastard kid? Yeah. Yeah. Are you illegitimate? If you, you aren't loved. Yeah. You just you just yeah. playing along. You that's just, right. you're just you're just coming you're, you're just coming over for dinner, but you're not actually part of the family. Right. You, as you're talking, I'm thinking about a conversation that you had with Mike Laurie from uh, uh, the uh, was it biblical council. He's also yeah, Mike Lawyer, Mike Lawyer, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and he said something. I had to take it back home. He said uh, when he has a married couple come into the office, he asks the husband, "So, hey, what's going on?" Yeah. And he hears a story. He says, "How's your walk with the Lord?" So, like, oh, it's great. And he's the next question he asks is, "How's your prayer life?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh, it's awesome, really great prayer life." And then he, the third question he asks the guy is, "So, are you see? Do you tell your wife you love her?" Yeah. And and he's like, well, I, I married her. I told her I love her then. You know, yeah. I don't need to tell her again. No, nothing's changed. Bad answer, right? Right. And, <laughs> Bad and, answer. And, and, you know, everybody says like kind of like a joke, but yeah. it's because they haven't yeah. been saying it, right? And they haven't been acting. He's like, well, then I know your prayer life's messed up. Yeah. And he's like, well, well how you know my prayer life's messed up? First Peter. Because you can't seek to know your wife and live with her as an understanding way, yeah. and then think that because the end of that is. Because so that your prayers won't be hindered. Right, that's right. And yeah. so your prayer. If you're life, having marriage problems. <laughs> your prayer life is messed you're, up. You, you're not yeah. making yeah. it up there, buddy. Right. It's right. not happening. <laughs> right. And so and and when he said that, I was thinking, oh my goodness, such great thinking. And the way that you need to be seeking to live with your wife, sometimes that time, not having the time to do that, God has given us a great opportunity right. to re, re uh, foundation our homes yep. and our relationships. And yep. so we need to take advantage the, of that. The other thing to think about is remember this man in particular is that there. God has organized the world in such a way that you are a power, a powerful force in your family. Yes. And so that means on the one hand, you can be a powerful force for evil. Yep. You That's can be right. a powerful force for harm. Uh, if you've been neglecting, if you've been abdicating, if yeah. you've been hiding, uh, you know, where are you, Adam? Yeah, yeah. You know? That's, right. Um, and, That's right. And you've been trying to hide and make excuses and so on. Yeah, you can do a lot of harm. Right. But the flip side is also true. Yeah. Is when a man repents and says, all right, that's it. Forget this. Yeah. I've been I've been making excuses. I've been blaming other people. I've been blaming my wife. I've been blaming my kids. I've been blaming my job. I've blaming my health. I've been blaming the government. I've been blaming, you know, whatever. Yeah. And and just says, stop. You know, no, forget it. I'm gonna be a man. Yeah. I'm gonna take responsibility of my actions, my yeah. sin, I'm gonna confess my sin, yeah. and I'm gonna repent and say before God, I'm gonna lead my family and I want God's blessing on my family. When you do that, when you make that turn, you make that choice, you make that decision to say, you know, whatever. Yeah. I want God's yeah. blessing no matter what. 
the power in that is enormous. Yeah. You don't know what kind of impact you can have on your wife and on your kids Amen. and on your community, on your church, on your business. When you just say, I don't care. I just want God's blessing. I'm going to confess yeah. my sins and I'm going to turn. And when you do yep. that, um, again, it, 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 it's, it has, I mean, we were talking about, you know, the data of the virus. Right, right. Yeah. You know, how this exponential yeah. curve. Yeah. Man. The blessing of God is a bigger exponential curve. Come on now. Preach it's now. a bigger exponential curve. Amen. The kind of blessing you can have on your kids and on your grandkids and on your great-grandkids is bigger than anything. And that's the virus that we want spreading. Imagine Amen. if we took these two weeks and just went yeah. on full-on out repentance throughout yeah. the church. Yeah. That's yeah. the virus that uh. we want spreading. Amen. What is God going to do when the church repents here in the U.S.? But really, what is God going to do when the church repents? I was, I was remember. Um, I was watching the Oklahoma pastors after the oh, uh, that's... after the bill got turned down. So they were trying to abolish abortion in Oklahoma. And yeah. The pastors got up Praise on the Praise God for them. Praise God for them. Yeah. And they were thundering. They yeah. were bringing it. They were saying, these 40 senators need to repent. Yeah. And they do. They, they do. They yeah. do. And, they, they, and then he said, and you know they aren't listening to us. That's fine. We're going to go home and, and preach to our 600,000 members here in Oklahoma. Amen. Amen. But, but here's the thing is, you thunder at those 40 Oklahoma legislators repentance and you got 600,000 people at home are you bringing that same thundering message there's a there's I a don't think so. there there's a disconnect I don't think there. so well, well because pray, those pray, people pray are elected that they will now exactly yeah. Yeah. but those people are elected from those 600,000 members amen and so you, I, I appreciate what you had to say on the Oklahoma steps, but man, you got to bring that There's same some, intensity. Are you going to go that, home exactly. and you're going to say, okay, now you got to stop looking at porn. Amen. Oh, come Amen. On you got to stop be, getting drunk. You got, I don't care if you're Baptist, you get drunk, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you are, you're, yeah. this is sin. You, That's you, right. You know, you, you, if you're a pastor or an elder and your children are, are disobedient and, 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 and completely messed up and yep. hate God, step down. Mm, man. Right? You are disobeying God Amen. right now. Uh, if if your wife doesn't love you, doesn't support your ministry, step down. Yeah. And we right. know this. We know and, that and, judgment and, begins in the house of God. Exactly. We know that we're dealing with sodomy. We're dealing with all these right. manifestations of all these sins and judgment from God because of us. And the thing is, is that all of this is a picture of your sin. That's right. right? That's right. Your sin is way more virulent than anything COVID-19 could come up with. Oh, right? Man. It's what's rotting out the soul of our nation, right. the soul right. of our church, and we spread it all the time. Yep. We're spreading it constantly with lies and with lust and with We're grief. modeling it. Here, have some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yes, wash your hands yeah. yep. and wash your heart. Yeah. Amen. Right? Get I love clean. that. Get yeah. clean. Baptize your hands, baptize your heart. Yeah, yeah. amen. Get and clean. And then, and then you got joy, and then you got strength, yeah. and then you got courage. Amen. And yeah. you come back, and I, I agree. Maybe this is, I mean, I pray. We, should, we need to be praying that this is this is a reformation a time of repentance. This, this yes. is where God says, all right, I'm going to shut everything down. I'm going to get everybody panicked and scared, yeah. and they're going to turn back to me, and I'm going to pour out my blessing on them. Oh, let's pray for that. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids... Go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. And be looking for all that wonderful content that's coming. If you have the Fight, Laugh, Feast app available at any, your favorite podcasts or uh, what do you call those things? Your site. You know where you get apps at? That place. That thing. Go that get them. Yeah. God. We Don't call this Yeah. Love God. Did I win? Did I get it right? App stores. That's what it was. <laughs>